welcome back to another episode of Film Femme, and this is your host, Kimberly, with my co-host, McKenna. Hello and welcome. For those of you who don't know us, we like to talk about movies, and today we're talking about a very special movie that came out this past week, October 22nd to be exact, and yes, yes, we are talking about Dune. We're so excited to talk about this movie. We must have been talking about this movie like in previous episodes. Bro, I think we talked Bro. about this movie like a year ago. Like literally, I think it was, we talked about it in one of our first episodes and it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Right. It's yeah, crazy it's that we're finally pushed, talking about it. It is crazy. It's been pushed back three times because of COVID. And then I guess after, you know, because um they wanted to release it on a later date expecting more people to come I don't know don't really understand it but nonetheless it's finally out and uh for those of you who don't know Dune don't know what it is Dune is a film that follows Paul Atreides a young man born into futuristic legacy or royalty forces separate him from his people he's called to action he must find his way to the freemen and freemen in the planet of Arrakis, which is where this takes place. In order for him to save him and his mother, he has to find these people and doom awaits them and of course all that shit. <laughs> so that is the film. So originally it was a book. It came out in 1965. And this is actually the third screen adaptation. It's funny. Yes. I think um, I think I remember reading this quote where people were basically saying that this movie is cursed because every time this movie comes out, it just flops. Uh, I don't think I could consider this movie a flop because it's literally number one in like the world right now. Yeah, it's made good money. People are talking about it. Um, Word. Uh, it had a budget of $165 million and it's grossed $223 million since it was released it was a few three days, days ago. ago. Three days ago, bro. Three days. I didn't, I thought it was a week. I think, I think Timothy Chalamet is definitely a big part as to why this film has been as successful as it is. Yes. I think him and just overall the star power there's so many big names in this movie obviously that's going to drive in a lot of traffic people that enjoy watching the actors and those and other films are going to watch it some of the names are Oscar Isaac for those of you who don't know who that is he's an ex machina he's in Star Wars Star oh yeah he's in Star Wars uh Jason Momoa Jason Momoa is Aquaman Game of Thrones uh, as well. There we go. Game of Thrones. Rebecca Ferguson. She was in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Josh Brolin. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem is an Oscar winner. So it was just a, a stack cast. Oh, obviously Zendaya. fucking Zendaya. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that believe, later though. I can't believe I like was missing that one. Yes. And it's but, also directed by Denny Villeneuve, who did Prisoners, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. There's just, he has a very specific style and a, and I feel like I really like it a lot. I love all of his films. Um, they, I just feel like they take you to a whole nother place. And Dune definitely wasn't an exception to that. And he's also booked already to do the sequel, which I think it was just announced today that there will be a sequel that comes out in October 2023 which is a, a long time from now two years from now two years from now but it makes sense because this is a science fiction film it takes a long time for them to film on location to it's get a very long movie on. too 
yeah, this movie was nearing three hours long. So uh, just think about getting everybody on location, everybody on the same schedule. Definitely Not to, to get mention everybody. all the editing they have to do in post with the sci-fi. Right, of course. And teaching them all the, you know, um, stunts. St- uh, the, yeah, the stunts, the fighting choreography, all of that. Honestly, I think a jump two years from now is very generous because yeah. I can't Since imagine. Since it was just released. I mean, it was just announced today. Like, so they haven't even gone into pre-production yet, more than likely. Okay, so this movie, although it it was released on October 22nd, like I said before, it had its premiere at Venice Film Festival on September 3rd. So we were already getting a lot of buzz from this movie since before it even came out. And we actually had a conversation with McKenna because she was like, I think you told me like, oh, how the fuck are people watching this movie? And I'm like, well, I, I guess they must have gone to the film festivals or something because I don't know how else they would have seen it, mm-hmm. but released to the general public three days something ago. Something I found that was interesting was uh, obviously for Timothy Chalamet fans, you probably already know, but this film and The French Dispatch were released on the same day. The French Dispatch, it's it's a Wes Anderson film, but it's still, I think it's still considered like more of like an indie style film. And a lot of people were really upset that they got released on the same day because they felt like that didn't give the French Dispatch a chance to be like number one in the box office because it was competing against Dune, which was like a major film. How do you feel about that? Because I, I see a lot of people complaining like when Marvel films get released to the same weekend is like, other major films and how they don't have a chance because of they're being released alongside those things. Right. Well, I mean, obviously this isn't a Marvel film, but they did expect um, a lot of people to show up. They anticipated it because of the star power, because it was a sci- science fiction film, because they expect this movie. And this is actual literal quote from uh, Denny. He said that he hopes that this is like the Star Wars he never had. He hopes Dune is like the Star Wars he never had. In other words, he wants this to be like an epic universe, like a cinematic universe, kind of like what Marvel is, Star Wars, Star Trek, all of those. They definitely did French de- Dispatch a disservice, but also, I mean, they could have pushed the other movie back. It's funny because all over Twitter, people were calling the 22nd Timothy Chalamet Day. And because he was, he's in, he's in both of those films. I'm actually watching the other one tonight. I'm very excited. So that'll probably be what our next episode is about. If I can find out how to watch it soon enough. But interestingly enough, a lot of people on Twitter were also saying that this movie ripped off Star Wars. And it's funny because the book was actually written in 1965, which was like a decade before Star Wars. So in reality, I mean, people were saying that the director of Star Wars, the writer of Star Wars, actually took a lot of um, inspiration from Dune, from the book. And people, I feel like people are comparing those a lot. I mean, you mentioned it, that he was saying, Denny was saying that he hoped people saw this as the Star Wars of their time. I don't know if it'll be getting more than a sequel, like if it'll be a a long going series, because I don't know how many books there are or like how, how much information is in the book that Like, I'm not sure how far this movie went into the book. This movie is only half of the book, according to Denny. It's only half the book. So they didn't even, which is why nothing happened in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That Yeah, we need to talk about that as well. I want to address that. While I did really, really like a lot of things about this film, I think the acting was good. I think the cinematography and like the special effects were awesome. Oh, absolutely. I did feel like, 
it it kept feeling like it was leading up to something that never really happened in my opinion like it was just kept feeling like the beginning of a movie and it right never which got away now it that. makes sense because now you know that it's only the first half of the book exactly the I reason didn't know that they before. did that so the reason they did that is because denny didn't want <laughs> to shy away so much from the book he wanted to stay true to frank herbert who's the author of dune is original writing. He wanted to stay true to it as much as he could, which is why they decided to divide it into two parts. And I think that was also really risky of them to have done that because nothing happens in this film. And I obviously people want to see the second one because, um, you know, it was beautifully shot because of the cast, right? But uh, I think just watching this film by itself, it, it would have been with like any other cast I don't think there would have been a sequel if I'm being 100% honest. It's definitely the people that were involved. Um, And that's probably why, as you said before, it wasn't as successful the other two times. I don't know. Have you seen the previous versions of it or is this the only one you've seen out of the three? No, no. I, I know who plays Paul in the previous version. My, my, what I'm wondering is if the other two films that were made previously to this one, if they kind of had the exact same story, like if they cut off at the same time, or if they tried to do like the whole book within the, their one movie, if that makes sense. Like, I wonder, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you if you, if you know, if you've read the book, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks and Twitter posts about people trying to read this book before the movie came out. And I guess because it's a 1965 science fiction book, it's it's like really complicated to read because I've heard so many people saying that they tried to start reading it and it was just like way too difficult for them. But I don't know. Now I'm kind of intrigued to know like how different the other two versions of the film were. Perhaps this movie is doing justice by stopping in the middle to to the to the fans of the book. Um, I personally just felt like as a moviegoer that hasn't read this book that it kind of just felt like it was leading somewhere but it never quite got there for me. Another thing I want to talk about that I briefly mentioned to you is that every single um, every single press like interview poster everything promotional about this film obviously shows Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet as the main two characters. They they literally portray them as equals in the press junkets and everything of this film. The whole movie I was waiting for Zendaya to come into the film. She literally doesn't come in until the last scene. And I think you said she has about seven minutes of screen time total in the almost three hour movie. Yes, she does. It's It's clear that they're just using her face because she's very popular right now. And that they wanted to bring people in by just showing her on all of the posters and stuff. She is not in this film. She probably has like three lines total. And I think it's clear that she's going to be a major character in the sequel. I think yes, she is showing that. I was just very shocked at how little she was in this particular movie um, with her face just being everywhere. And especially because I've been watching a lot of interviews with Timothy and Zendaya and I think they have like a really good chemistry and I was excited to like see their chemistry on screen in this movie and we didn't really see it like at all. So that's something I'm looking forward to seeing in the sequel. Yeah, definitely. I was actually watching an interview right before we hopped on this where they were talking about their chemistry read Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious what they had them do at the chemistry read because obviously we only see them for a scene 
Right. So you don't get very much from that. As we talked about previously in the other episode, you auditioned for the role that Zendaya has in this movie. I did, guys. I I auditioned. And you said yourself they didn't use, when you auditioned, they didn't use a scene from the book or the film that you just did something completely different, right? Yeah, well, I didn't sign an NDA, so fuck it. It made me do a scene from Lord of the Rings. It's um, a, a Liv Taylor scene. Okay. Tyler, Tyler. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what scene it is. I literally just watched that scene on YouTube because I've never seen Lord of the Rings. It's far too long. I I don't know who she's supposed to be in Lord of the Rings now. She's she's like an elf. They gave us uh, obviously a transcription of the scene for us to do for them. There's very little context in that scene. The scene didn't really give very much, so... I'm not sure what they were looking for, honestly, like going into it. And I guess that's why I didn't get the part. And I guess Zendaya got it because she she was supposed to get it. And I mean, she obviously comes with a guarantee a that people are going to go watch audience. it because of yeah. her. Yeah. Did you audition in person or over like a web thing? No, no. So this is completely new. This like over Zoom shit uh, mm-hmm. was very rare pre-COVID. I did have to go in in person we I auditioned at this little studio on the Warner Brothers lot actually so for those of you who know Burbank you know where they would shoot um Cloud Nine that Superstore 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 right where they shot Superstore it was directly across that same lot so you could see it from the highway going into Burbank right so it was just like a little like kind of like an office space yeah, it was an office space. I'm guessing it's where that casting director just, works you know, that's of. just like works at. Yeah. Oh, something I wanted to ma- mention actually is that the film uh, has a distinctive Arabic theme throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. And this is because uh, Frank Hubert, the author, was inspired by Islamic culture and influenced it and influenced in it when he was writing his story. And that makes sense because the description of Chani's character when I auditioned for her was that she was um, Middle Eastern. Uh, it, she could be Latina, basically saying like they were looking for like a brown woman that could that could put, that looked ethnically ambiguous, ethnically looked like it could be Arabic because the those people were um, the people of Arrakis, the Furman, as they that's what they call them in the movie. They are inspired. They're supposed to be like Arabic people, I guess, in our universe. So that's that's how they thought Chani was going to look. Obviously, Zendaya doesn't look Arabic, yeah. but they kept <laughs> at least the, the brown. At least they didn't whitewash. So I wanted to ask you who your favorite character was. My favorite character, I think, honestly, Jason Momoa's character. Same. That's the same one yeah. I was going to say. I found okay. him to be the most intriguing and fun. I felt like leading into another question here. What were your thoughts on Timothy Chalamet's performance? I'm saying he wasn't my favorite character simply because he seemed very one note in yeah. this film to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, agree with I don't I didn't see a whole lot of like range or emotion in his character and his acting. It wasn't that it was bad. It just wasn't intriguing, in my opinion. I agree with you. I think it fell into that trope of it being like, 
I don't want to say kind of like, you know, when you watch those movies that are based off of the royal family and everybody's just very staccato and very like serious. And I think he fell into that trope and it made it very one note. And uh, honestly, I was a little disappointed because I did watch the film because of him. I love Mm -hmm. him. I think he's a great actor. I, however, just did not like him in this movie very much. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because this was supposed to be the first half of the film. So hopefully we get a lot more range from him in the second half. I just, um, yeah, I definitely wish I could have seen more. I think like maybe the the best scene of his in the film was that scene where he's in the tent with his mom. You yes. know the scene I'm talking about? Where he becomes yeah. emotional about his father. Yeah, I think that's like the most I saw of him that I was like, oh, nice. I think that scene and then also um, the moments where he was kind of trying to tap into his power, for lack of a better word. We didn't see a whole lot of that. I think there was only like two scenes where he really like used that. So hopefully in the second film that starts to become like a bigger part of the storyline, because I don't know what the storyline of this film really was. I think it was just this movie was used as a way to kind of start the adventure if that makes sense like show how they got to the position that they're going to be in in the next film yeah definitely Um, so I I feel like the next film will be better sequels usually aren't better but I feel like in this case it will be I hope it is because shit if it's not then (laughs) (laughs) it's unfortunate Uh, I have a fun little fact for us so the fight coordinator Roger Yoon he actually based the fighting styles of the House of Atreides, which is Timothy Chalamet, his family, his people. Their fighting style was based off Filipino martial arts. And then the House of Hirokin, which is like the evil people, the bald people, right? Bald um, people. They, they seem super barbaric in the way that they fight because their fighting style was actually based off ancient Mongoli- Mongolian fighting styles. And Mongolians, as you know, they took over all of China during forever ago my final question that I had was just like and I think we kind of already answered this in a way but what was an aspect of the film that you really liked and then what was one that you disliked Uh, um, an aspect of the film I really liked I think my favorite part of the film was the cinematography because it was beautiful it was gorgeous Mm -hmm. they filmed in Budapest Hungary Jordan um Dubai, Norway, Austria, Slovakia. Okay, but yeah, so these places are spectacular and this film is gorgeous, obviously. The mm-hmm. dunes look amazing. God, this the the um special effects too. Yeah, I think I think if you watch this film for nothing else that you should watch it for the way it looks. I think that it's definitely one of those movies that's going to be like a, a a representation of this time in cinema like what we can oh, do interesting take i i just think that it's one i mean denny is all, always known for that he's always known for like the the way that his movies look and the special effects and things like that they're mm. always like um groundbreaking and new and i felt that way about blade runner 2049 when it came out and um i'm sure this film is going to get a ton of oscar nominations especially in like the cinematography directing and special effects categories that much i'll say i don't know if the acting is gonna get any uh, yeah, i'm not I, saying that to be funny i'm saying that because like i legit just don't think it's gonna happen um, i don't think there were any strong enough performances by anyone to hold a nomination 
word like for sure definitely what what else is there to say oh i actually have another fun fact which i think you are gonna absolutely shit your pants over are you ready okay i'm scared <laughs> go ahead <laughs> okay so the producers want emma roberts to play the role of princess Rollin, and she's not in this she's not in the first half of this film right but uh she said that she didn't want to do it because she has a busy schedule i have never liked her emma roberts wait emma roberts nah that would have been a bad casting decision bro i'm yeah. glad she's busy what are they on crack <laughs> no roberts has never done anything like that no why why would they even consider why is that even a fucking fun <laughs> fact bro <laughs> that's an unfun fact that's like no what i'm she's a domestic abuser first of all she's not the princess rulon she's not in this first movie first half of the first movie right Mm -hmm. um but later on she's gonna be like the princess that paul marries because you know oh okay because you know he's a duke whatever he has to marry royalty Mm -hmm. um it seems to me like him and shani are gonna have like some a little sum going on right because he's dreaming about her and like yeah that in my head i'm like okay if you're dreaming about her it's like some sexual tension there i don't know there's so they have to wear these suits right guys and and these these things to plug into their nose yeah i don't know what that's for is that like breathing I mean, okay. I'm sure that the the air is just mad hot wherever they're at, like making or it just hard like for poor them. quality air, maybe. Okay, so they have to wear these suits, guys, and in these suits, uh, because it's so fucking hot in this planet, Arrakis, right? It's so fucking hot. They have to wear these suits, and these suits recycle their like sweat and tears and shit. They drink it or whatever your body reabsorbs it, and I'm just over here like. Yo, like, if they piss in this shoot, suit, like, they're going to be drinking that later, and that's nasty. Why would they pee in their suit, though? <laughs> no. You think they're they taking that? that whole thing off? Okay, I'm sorry. You think they're taking that whole thing off? Think about it, bro. If it absorbs the water inside the suit, they yeah. could piss in it, bro. They could. Maybe it has its own filter in there. That okay, you've what. seen this suit. You saw this suit before they put it on, right? It was, mm-hmm. it was like, um... It was like a full body, bro. Full body. You're telling me people are getting half naked to piss in the desert? They probably hold it for a really long time. I'm sure it's, I mean, it's like when I wear a romper. You know how much work that is to go to the bathroom? (laughs) It's not a fucking romper, though. (laughs) It's basically a romper. No, it's definitely harder to take off than a romper. But I mean, that's a genius idea. You would never go thirsty. Thirsty. I mean, you would never like get dehydrated. Any last thoughts any anything else you want to add in we will probably be reviewing the french dispatch next week and then i'm thinking after that we could probably do a timothy chalamet episode soon thank you so much for listening guys and i hope you learned a little something (laughs) i can't believe that i really thought it i really did like i really didn't read it right i thought it said emma watson i was like oh my god that's a perfect that, that would have been a perfect like like that just would have been great for her because she's very mm. royal like i i see that and she was with timmy and little women too and she, exactly so there's already that chemistry like they work together mm-hmm. but emma yeah i don't know who thought that was a good idea <laughs> i just like feel like she is the furthest person from like someone that should be in a, a series like this so yes if you watch dune if you watched any of the previous versions of it or if you read the book i would i would love to know any information you have especially answers to the questions i asked before 
Our Instagram is at filmfempodcast. Our Twitter is at filmfempc. Kim's social media is always under Kimberly Fadul, and mine is under McKenna Blaze or Blaze McKenna. Just switch them up on everything. We have a Patreon now, and we would love your support if you want some bonus episodes, a thank you message, and some fun stuff like that. Um, it will be linked in the show notes. Quite a bit more Timothy Chalamet content coming up. All right. We'll catch you guys next week with a new episode. See you. Bye.